You're in the Audiotastic Universe. Audiotastic Universe. With podcast host Christine Lee. Christine Lee. Would you like a job in the swinging, swirling world of radio broadcasting? You could be just like me. Are you ready? Yeah. Chances are, when you tune into your favorite morning radio show, the person doing the hosting on the so-called first mic, you know, the person who opens and closes every break, is a guy. We're going to get the fake out at some point, maybe at 7 o'clock. Now, it doesn't matter if you're in New York or Los Angeles or anywhere in between. The gender is almost always male. I'm so proud of myself. Of course, women are in morning radio. They are the co-hosts. The traffic, gossip, and entertainment reporters, (laughs) the extras, the fill-ins, the secondary players. (laughs) I'm Christine Lee. On today's podcast, Behind the First Mic, an inside look at women in morning radio. Even though there's no research that says it, there are some people that say that women don't want to hear women. And that's not true. Only 16% of morning shows are hosted by women. That's, a, that's a, yeah, amazing. I did not know those numbers. And women aren't making hiring decisions either. Only 11% of programmers are women. It is abysmal that there's only 11%. What's holding women back from the prime spot in morning radio? As an industry, when we try something unusual and it doesn't work out, we won't double down and try to make it work. Instead, we'll go back to what we know or we believe will work. And what can women do to get to the top? I can do this. I can be a first mic. Eventually, maybe not now, but learn to be. All that and more coming up in today's podcast. I think people want to hear females. You know, there's a place for females in every format. At the end of the day, I mean, it's about talent trumping all. So don't touch that dial. We've got lots to talk about. And now it's the Mercedes in the Morning Show Mix ninety four point one. I just I thought I thought it was so cute. I was at Nordstrom, like I was shopping. I was Christmas shopping for other people, and I was like, "That's a cute shirt. I'll wear it on Fridays." There's fifty three percent women in our population. Women aren't hearing other female voices who are coming from a position of power on the air in the most important drive time in radio, which is morning radio. And yet here you are. Honestly, it was never my intention to host my own show, ever. The first thing that went through my mind was shock. I just, I didn't know if I could pull it off on my own. I I just, I was stuck in that way of thinking that, uh, I, I didn't think anyone would want me to host my own show. And so I was happy kind of being a second fiddle, just, uh, you know, a sidekick. And, that you know, I was content. It, as time went on, I, I was with my partner for a long time. We were together for about 14, 15 years, and he was let go. And I was at a, a point where I thought, oh, as soon as he's let go, I'll be let go. But management came to me, and they said, that they wanted to keep me, and so I I just assumed that they were going to get me a male co-host to work with, and they said, we'd like you to pick who you would like to work with, and we want to have you anchor the show. So the first thing that went through my mind was shock. I just, I didn't know if I could pull it off on my own. Why did you think you couldn't pull it off? Because I hadn't heard anyone like me pull it off before. I know there are women that that have done it, but you don't hear a lot of female-led morning shows. 
someone I used to love to listen to was Frosty, Frank, and Jamie in Denver uh, when I was growing up. It's the amazing Jamie, Frosty, and Frank on the radio. Oh my God, you just wasted a time. I know, just filling for the drum roll. And although she wasn't technically the, the lead, she was the lead. She was the show. I have decided to really, really, really be happy. And I think that you guys should decide that too. Is this uh, those diet drugs you're overdosing on? Maybe. They're affecting your yeah. state of mind. Yeah. Is this drug-free happy? Or? <laughs> I just thought, oh, it's got to be me with another guy. And maybe I'll shine more at times, but I can't do it by myself. You just don't hear that. Well, you know, her reaction is a very common reaction by women in general. That's Erica Farber, president and CEO of the Radio Advertising Bureau. She says there's a big difference between gender, other than, well, you know, the obvious. When a position opens, men, for whatever reason, whether they are actually qualified or not, believe or have the confidence to say, oh, I can do that, even if they're not qualified. Women who may be very well qualified, if they know that they have to do 10 things and they say, well, I do these seven really well, but I have weaknesses in these three areas, they won't even throw their hat in because they don't believe that they're 100% qualified. The irony here is that women won't take on extra responsibility because we don't think that we're qualified to be a program director or to host our own morning show. And then we go and take on extra responsibility by having a family and trying to balance our home life and our career. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know if you know Becky Brenner, if you know that name. Becky was a very uh, prominent uh, country program director in the Seattle area. And she's on the consulting side now. And I had said to her, Becky, why aren't there more female programmers? And it was so interesting because Becky said, well, you know what? Because the more women see what that job is, she says, I think it's because women don't want the aggravation. Hmm. That's interesting. She said it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job. And for many of us who also have a family and children and you want to be present in your family's life, the balance, there is no balance. Erica, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so is there any truth to the saying that women just don't want to hear other women on the air? sort of a conundrum, I think. There's still that unwritten, even though there's no research that says it, there are some people that say that women don't want to hear women, and that's not true. I mean, we look at television, which is predominantly during the day viewed by females, and look at how many hosts there are uh, that are female. From NBC News, this is Today. With Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. Here she is now, Ellen DeGeneres. You know, Mercedes, she is her own person. She leads that show. She's not silly. She's human. And she's developed a great morning show. Here's what I love about your story, Mercedes. The fact that so many people say women don't want to hear other women on the air and that it's perpetuated our industry for so long. 
You've proven that whole theory false. Sometimes I wonder if that's all by design to, to minimize our relevancy in the business. The most support I got was really from the females that were like right on. Good for you. You've got this. Um, some of just the nicest messages of support that I received on on social media. Just we'll be listening. I can't wait to hear how you do. And and so I'd say I got the most support from other females when I saw the women supporting me. It just boosted my confidence so much, and we ended up being number one. We've been we've been in the top three morning shows since that happened back in 2014. I look back as it pertains to radio shows. That's Phil Zachary. He's been on both sides of the microphone as a broadcaster and now as the vice president and market manager for Intercom Washington, D.C. Plus, he gets to speak for all men in this podcast. And I look at the influence of television. And, and radio, of course, we were there first. And then television took our biggest stars back in the 40s and became the most powerful medium of all time. And in the course of that transition and then the evolution of television, it became very clear that TV program producers were smitten with the male-female dynamic. And in many ways, the traditional dad's in charge, you know, the male is the alpha, the female is kind of saucy and challenging and kind of back talks a little bit. But it was pretty clear throughout most of those early years that the male was the dominator. You know, Desi and Lucy. Uh, Lucy was the star, but Desi was the breadwinner. He was the alpha male. Okay, now, you started this, so you're going to finish it. Uh, what do I have to do? You're going to get me back on the television show. How? I don't know how, but if you don't... All right, I'll, I'll... I will. I will, Ricky. I'll get you back on the show. Don't even think of what you'll do if I don't. And then you fast forward, and these are now non-married couples like, um, you know, David and Maddie in Moonlighting, okay, when we first saw Sybil Shepherd and, uh, and uh, Bruce Willis together. There's no talking to you. You can talk to no, me. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. And you want to know why I can't? I'm on the edge of my because seat. Because of the way you look at things. You look at everything like a woman first and then a person second. You look at the situation like somebody appointed you guardian for your whole damn sex. That's not true. What do you mean, whole damn sex? See? You're an animal. And you're a sexist. What? You're a sexist. You know what a sexist is? Of course I know what a sexist is. I'm looking at one. So am I. And then Dan and Roseanne. Dan was the breadwinner. He went off to work every day. Roseanne, you know, weighed in on everything. For coffee? Isn't there coffee every morning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the 15 years we've been married, has there ever been one morning where there wasn't any coffee? No. Then why do you have to ask me every morning if there's coffee? Is there toast? So we, we saw women emerge as television advanced through the 80s and 90s and today. And I think what radio wanted to do was to sort of mimic what was happening on television, which was natural. If we've got this 
kind of uh, you know this this clear sociological position of the the husband male um, who's the lead in all of this, but then the female, aka wife, okay, now she weighs in and often makes the husband look like a, a dork. Uh, say good night. What'd you say, George? <laughs> Uh, how about saying good night? Yeah, oh, good night. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> what is keeping women from that first mic then now going forward? Is it because, like you said, that it, we still are stuck in this husband, father, alpha, dad thing? Or is it because podcasting's come along and women are like, forget it, I'm just going to go there? I think it's all the above. I, I think certainly... You know, women are uh, are everywhere uh, in audio uh, outside of Morning Drive, and they're very prominent in Morning Drive. To be honest with you, when you first, you know, posed the question to me, I didn't really think of the first mic or the second mic, but ever. But but I think it's very clear, you know, and I'm talking about, again, I go back to this kind of cultural model that we're all familiar with, which, frankly doesn't hold up as it did maybe 50 years ago where you had this traditional male and female relationship well it took 65 years for the today show to go to an all-female desk and i think a lot of that had to do with people have this urban legend or myth that women don't want to listen or hear from other women and their ratings have improved after that contrary to what people thought would happen. So, I mean, it's starting to happen that you're seeing women be given the first and second mic. Well, and, I, and that's, a, that's a really good point, and I'm glad you said it, because I don't want, I don't want to have leave the lingering impression that there haven't been advances made. I remember when Bob Pittman, who now runs um, iHeart, um, Bob Pittman was the program director. He was a young programming genius. He tried to make the Top 40 format more relevant and cool. And one of the things that he did was he put on a, a, a female morning host, Ellie Dillon. The new you with Ellie Dillon. On this week's show, we're going to check out cloning. And we're going to get you into an exclusive invitation-only fashion show. See you then. It failed miserably. Now, because it was so unique and it failed miserably, my guess is, I don't have any first-hand information, they probably said, oh, let's not do that again, Okay. Instead of saying, all right, this iteration didn't work. Maybe she was the wrong choice, or maybe we should have put a male on the second mic or whatever. I think we have a tendency in our business that if we try to make a meatloaf once and it doesn't come out right, we go like, well, we're never making meatloaf again. And and I think that's not a... A female problem, it's not a problem with any other different type of person that you put on the air. It's just that the uh, forgiveness for failure is just not there. People are really starting to invest in female voice talent. She would know a thing or two about investing in female talent. That's Leslie Whittle, program director for KRBE in Houston. You know, that is something that I don't think that you would have heard 15 years ago. It must be frustrating to see these numbers that show only 16% of morning show hosts are women, not to mention only 11% of programmers are women. 100%, you know, it it is abysmal that there's only 11% female program director because when you look at sales staff and radio stations I mean you know this uh, on most 
the majority are female. What's going on in Houston? You guys are a very progressive city. At one point in Houston, there were three uh, program directors, three female program directors. Um, and, you know, believe me, we all noticed that. You know, every market is so different. And if you're talking to somebody that works in San Francisco and, and understanding and getting an understanding of their market and then talking to somebody who works in Washington, D.C., listen, we've done the deep dive and everything. We just need to keep on. We know we believe in the people who are here. We just need to keep on doing what we're doing because, you know, there's... Anyway, I'm getting too in the weeds. <laughs> Spoken like a true program director. That's all we want from each other, you know, to do do the job well. So tell me about your morning show. Our morning show here is uh, the Rula and Ryan show, and it's headed by a female. I'm doing air quotes. The conventional wisdom was that that, that women, you get a female target, right? And females don't really want to hear other women talk. I can tell you, I think, if, if that was ever true... I think that has definitely changed. I feel like people want to know she's just like me. It's the Rula and Ryan Show, 104.1 KRBE. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, look at that, Houston, Texas, and the world. Since January, I have um, believe it or not. nearly broken my toe, believe it or not. Uh, I got smashed in the eye with a football. I had to have laser surgery in my eyeball. But, you know, it's all good. Still can make it here. My voice still works, so I'm good. That is the ultimate relationship, right? Is that you, you know someone, you feel like someone could be your friend, or you feel like you have that much in common with someone. That is uh, yeah, so important and so powerful. Okay, full disclosure, I work with Miss Stephanie Seacat. She is our executive producer here at Craig & Company, our morning show in Hartford, Connecticut. But Steph, you've been in the business for how long? I've been in the business for five years now. And you started in a huge market, and now you're here in Market 52, Hartford. You started in San Diego. Yes, Market, I think 17 is what they are. So you came to a smaller market in order to grow your career. Right. There's so many things that I want to accomplish. I say I want to do it all. I want to be first mic and I want to be maybe even a program director. There's all these things that say I can do everything and anything in case, you know, something were to happen with the position and I get maybe let go or I go to another market and they say, hey, we also need this. And I'm like, I can do it all. We have to talk about kind of the the elephant in the room and that's motherhood. It is something that women have to, at least in this day and age, grapple with more than men. My husband, James, who knows the roller coaster ride of the radio world. I mean, we've already kind of been through the first step of it is moving our whole life from San Diego to Hartford is that he's going to take a lot of the load back home. And he already kind of knows that I want to be there 100 percent. It's just, you know, from the 4 a.m. to the 11 a.m. I just I have to focus on my career. I think I've always been very positive. So every type of stereotype or norm, I don't think applies to me because I will break boundaries and I will make sure that I will get there regardless of what the statistics are. I thought this was really poignant when Phil Zachary, when he said, Christine, I never thought of things as first mic, second mic until you asked me about it. And so the fact that he's actually looking at it in that way now gives me hope that there can be changes made because if you don't even see that there's an issue changes can't happen i thought the same way i said i know that there's male hosts and i know that there's shows named after males but i never thought of it like for example kramer and gina my old show i never really thought of it as 
the, the male was the first mic and the female was the second mic. I always thought Kramer and Gina, they're co-hosts. There's not a host and there's not a co-host. But you, you've made a lot of points that now I'm seeing different shows and in a different perspective. But that's a good point, though, because there are shows that are equal like that. Close but the, the paycheck tells the story. And yeah. generally, the person who opens and closes the break, who gets the top billing, makes the most money. And it's mostly the male. There's one last thing that all the women I spoke to agreed upon and that is the importance of not only having a mentor in your life, but becoming one for the young women who are following in your footsteps. You know, that's truly become sort of a mantra for me because I didn't have any support when I got into the business. That's Erica Farber again. Even when I had the job, I had unbelievable obstacles. I'm not bitter. It's just what it was. And I just persevered and kept a good sense of humor about it. Uh, but now I do everything I can to help women have the strength and the courage to be who they are. Leslie Whittle turns to her friends for support and encouragement. Over the course of all these years, you develop a lot of friendships. And, you know, that aren't based on... Um, on uh, you know, seeing everybody, you know, once a year at a convention and, you know, I'm talking like long-term, you know, real friendships that, you know, you've been in each, each other's weddings and that kind of stuff. Um, and, I, you know, I, the longer you're in it, the more that kind of grows. And I think that that has been like, that to me has really helped. Stephanie's mentors back in San Diego warned her that being in radio is challenging, especially for a woman. You know what? When I'm looking up to my like mentors, they did tell me that. They said there's not a lot of females in this industry. Like hosts or producers, they're usually like the co-hosts or the, you know, assistants to the producers or whatever it may be. But now that I'm looking at all these other major markets i'm seeing more women and it makes it not as intimidating to say i can be there soon and as for mercedes she's learned a thing or two about supporting those who supported her i'm big about trying to mentor the women that are coming up in the industry i have two producers that are both female um there there is no competition on my show I, I refuse to let that be an issue with the second i feel that things are getting competitive and catty i make sure that we check ourselves and we have a talk because i i just feel just like i felt more empowered when i had that support of other women when i started hosting on my own i feel like i need to give that to to the up-and-comers who are trying to learn and and showing them that one day Someone's gonna ha take my take the reins of my show, and it could be you. You've been listening to the Audiotastic Universe. Special thanks to my guests on this podcast: Mercedes Martinez, Erica Farber, Phil Zachary, Leslie Whittle, and Stephanie Seacat. If you have any questions, comments, or other feedback, please leave it in the comment section below. I'm Christine Lee. Thanks for listening to the Audiotastic Universe podcast. And if you live in the Hartford area, I'll see you on the radio.